So I just want to say I'm sorry that I was late, but also I want you to know that I'm saving my poop for later. Poopsies. Why? Please don't. You know the worst. Us. The worst parts are the ones when you have to poop because the air is literally passing over logs of poop in your intestines. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Are we recording? <laughs> yeah. That was <sighs> our banter. <laughs> Welcome. Uh-oh. Hey, what's the... Uh, what's your, 2019. Just, oh, the year. Don't tell everybody your that's the, I that's just had to open it pen. so I could see what the name of the show was. I totally forgot. Oh, my gosh. I get... Welcome to Spoiler um, 2019. <laughs> I am your guest host, Nate Drexler, and... Uh, today we have a very special episode of Spoiler in which I will be interviewing the two normal hosts <laughs> of Spoiler, Mary and Julie. <gasps> you know them. Hi, Mary, and hi, Julie. How are we? Not Great. so normal. <laughs> I feel out of sorts. <laughs> I feel crazy. <laughs> we switched seats just for this event. And, and I kind of, when I pictured when I came in, I was thinking... There'll be a host seat, mm-hmm. and there'll be two. There'll be guest seats, mm-hmm. but it, you didn't really have those established. It was kind of any seat can be for mm-hmm. anyone, and mm-hmm. I, that was the first thing that has sort of been a letdown. Yeah, and we didn't have it like a crown for you. Oh yeah, a throne mm-hmm. crown, a scepter. Are we talking about letdowns right now? We're gonna do we, we, as we go. Okay, as we go. Okay. <laughs> I have a few uh, specifically with Julie, but I'll save oh, those. Wow. Offset, uh, offset the first letdown with this crispy diet coke. Not a sponsor. That my, was not a let. Oh, that, that offsets, offsets the letdown. Great. My letdown was that I was late because Mary didn't pick me up in the city. Mm. Yeah, I didn't drive my car into <laughs> traffic <laughs> that I would have been stuck in for two hours to pick up Julie, and that was a letdown for her. <laughs> so. I would, well, let me just get this out. Are you? Are either of you a little bit worried that I'm going to out host and it's going to make you feel like the show sucks when I'm not hosting? Like, are either of you worried? <laughs> I'm going to let Mary answer that because I've known you my whole life. I, and I'm not. I'm not. I am a little bit worried. <laughs> You're a little worried. <laughs> to be honest. Um, I feel intimidated. Uh-huh. Um, I feel, since I've already been replaced once uh, in my absence while I was abroad, mm-hmm. um, I feel that it could happen again. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I have trust issues, um, mm-hmm. but those aren't necessarily a reflection on you, Nate. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, yeah. trust mm-hmm. issues with Julie. Well, also, I think this show is fueled on our on Mary and Mary's distaste for me. So, oh, so it's good. Okay. And if you could also fuel that, no, I'm yeah. So I don't know whose side I'm going to take tonight. Great, great, but. I might just be a disinterested moderator. Okay. Okay. We'll you, see. You don't have to take a side, but if you want to take a side. I'm going to tell you what I'm not disinterested in, which is a double negative. What I am interested, what are you interested in, in? Um, the movie Clerks. Ooh, I'm interested. Um, yeah, we're here for that. And and neither of you have seen Clerks. That's kind of the point of this podcast, right? Yeah. Yes. And then being hosts of Spoiler means you've seen a lot of movies, and the point is you try to get people to watch movies or the end of movies that you've seen and they haven't. Mm-hmm. Well, gotcha, because you haven't seen this yeah. one. Nice. And it's a classic. I'll take it a step further. I've never heard of it. No kidding. But don't don't spoil too much. I yet. don't know how to play host, because immediately when she says that, my <laughs> lips purse and my eyes... <laughs> bug out and I'm ready to explain the whole thing exactly. everything exactly why butt. we started this podcast because of people like you <laughs> you have to squeeze your butt a lot as I know a I'm, clenching. I'm clenching you just have to remind me when I shouldn't talk about stuff okay right. 
Um, well, this movie's a complete black hole to both of us, except perfect. for this yeah. clip, so just know that we know nothing. So, I, yeah, I was going to say, the next question was, what do you know about it? You know nothing. You had never no. heard of it. What about you? I, when Julie asked me about it, I thought I had heard of it, but then in my mind, I was thinking of Waiting, uh, which is the Another good movie, movie with Dane Cook, I think. Well, yeah, it's Ryan Reynolds, really. Ryan Reynolds, but Dane Cook, the same person. Dane Cook is a no. Dane, Dane Cook is in it, but he's just not a huge role. Oh, he's oh, in, I thought. Wow, he's when you said it. Ryan Reynolds, really. I thought it was like Dane Cook playing Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> no, that'd be cool. Hey, <laughs> that's weird that you br- that you say that Dane though Cook. because I just watched that a few weeks ago for like the tenth time. I used to love it, and oh. it holds up. It's so funny. Hey, let's do it. Ryan Reynolds is super funny. (laughs) I've never heard of that either. He's low key like one of the funnier guys out there. I agree. agree. So we don't know anything. We don't know anything. Yeah. I I literally, yeah. Yeah. I can guess about stuff based on the. Okay. Well, I think, I think we should dive right in. Would you got, would you guys like to know a little bit of trivia? I would kill someone for some trivia. (laughs) We're going to do trivia and then um, I have some choice reviews as well. Okay. Um, So uh, Kevin Smith, who is the director of this, who's kind of, I guess, famous just because probably this and a lot of other movies that he's done that are kind of in this realm. Um, He maxed out his credit cards to make this film (laughs) and he dropped out of film school to make this film. And this was his debut film. Holy shit. Um, He actually, so he sold his comic book collection, which was high end. Um, He received donations from his family and then he contributed a $3,000 FEMA check from the loss of property in a storm to make this movie. But $27,000 came from maxing out 10 credit cards. And he learned about, so the film only cost 30 grand to make. What? This Um, might be the Mary Clohan story. And it ended up making over 3 million in the theaters. (gasps) And here's something else that's cool about that is it was never at any time in more than 100 screens nationwide. So like select so showings. So very select showings and still made over three million. Okay. So it was very cult status. Don't tell us. I don't want to know the year for I'm you. not telling you the year. Okay. So <gasps> that is um, fascinating. Yo. So he self-taught himself about budgeting a film from a magazine article that he read. Cute. Um when it got picked up, <laughs> it got picked up by Miramax. Um Heard because of it. it it went to Cannes Festival. Uh-huh. Um, Could we get a more French pronunciation? In Entourage, in the show Entourage, there's like a running gag that they all pronounce can differently. <laughs> con, can, con. Can. Like, yeah. Can. But it, so, so I think it was after can that uh, it was picked up by Miramax um, and it attached a soundtrack to the film that would cost more than it cost to make the film. The licensing oh, for the soundtrack. Wow. I've uh, never wow. believed in anything more as much as this guy yeah. believed in this film. Yeah. Right, and that's why yeah. I said it's the Mary Clohan story, not because you're bad with credit cards. So <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were attacking my credit score. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Just because you're passionate. I won't tell you again the year, but okay. it won at Cannes, it won uh, an award called the Award of the Youth, um, mm. which I looked up and I can't, I couldn't find much on it, but it was a fairly prestigious award cool. at the time. It wasn't like the winner of Cannes, but it was like... That's a pretty big time award mm-hmm. since it was his first movie. I mean, think about someone doing their first movie and going to Cannes with it and winning a big yeah. award. That's amazing. And spending that much money. So a few other things. Kevin Smith, like movies, you, I'll see if you've heard of it. These are kind of his legendary ones. Were Clerks, Chasing Amy, Dogma, 
Mallrats and Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Wow, I've heard of all I've of heard those. Of all of them, and never seen a single. And yeah, they either. were all in the same kind of like us. general era. Um, he, by the way, Kevin Smith, the director, plays the role um, in almost everything he makes of Silent Bob. Um, oh, cool! So he's cool. like kind of the shorter, mm-hmm. dark-haired figure. Yeah. And I counted him up. He's played it. He's played Silent Bob in eleven movies. Wow. Um, Clerks, Small Rats, Chasing Amy, Dogma, Scream 3, uh, The Clerks TV Show, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Clerks 2, Jay and Silent Bob Super Groovy Cartoon Movie, Afro Man Because I Got High Music Video, <laughs> and Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. What? Um, so he, it's so cool that it did so well yeah. right away, too. Mm-hmm. Like, usually, I would have thought this, pegged this as one of those movies that came out, got no recognition, and then years later, yeah. somebody found it in a blockbuster and yeah. started to spread the word. Right. Same. Or like a and library. There's, there's a lot to talk about <laughs> that, which we will. Let's jump into some, yeah. some, some quotes and reviews. Yes. Um, I like how you did the trivia kind of like a pitch. I'm going to start mm-hmm. doing that. Thank like, you. you pitched us on that movie, and now I'm here. I'm here for I it. I hope we can actually watch it tonight <laughs> after this is over. I watched it last night, and yeah, I hope we can watch it tonight. Um, this uh, here's a here's a quote or uh, from a review, and I, I don't know exactly who, but I picked a few. This remains Smith's masterpiece. Oh, you know what? That kind of has a date. In don't. It. Let's just say, and still demands our attention, just as it did when it was released. Good save. Edit. Good, good. <laughs> Uh, here's another one. The film's inherent deficiencies are generally overshadowed by the distinctly earnest vibe. Yes. So many big words. That's my MO, man. So <laughs> vulgar that it may prompt as many walkouts as it does cheerleaders. What? Cheerleaders vulgar. Go to this movie. Uh, and I have two more. One is at his best, Smith captures the zeitgeist of an era and becomes the voice of a generation. Cool. And what generation? And <laughs> finally, Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars back when it came out and says, Clerks, which contains no nudity or violence, <laughs> was originally classified NC-17 by the MPAA just on the basis of its language, mm-hmm. which includes the kind of graphic descriptions of improbable sex acts that guys sometimes <laughs> indulge in while killing vast amounts of celibate time. Wow. Wow. That's very funny. While killing vast amounts of celibate time. <laughs> Wait, so, and, the, and there's a whole thing. I, you guys should really do more talking about um, on the show. Uh, you should have Roger Ebert reviews as a main feature of your show because he's so um, polarizing. And yeah. typically, I think from what I read of his reviews, this would not be the type of movie that I, didn't, that I thought he would be down with. Wow. So for it to be a three out of four from him. And he's had some pretty, pretty awesome awesomely bad misses mm-hmm. in the, his day. So this one, he, I think he got right. But there you go. That's all uh, That's all I got for those. Wowza. And now Meowza. I guess we're going to watch We're gonna watch the ending, yeah. which yeah, is uh, was subtitled Denouement. 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 The, which, is, which is what? The wrapping up of loose ends that's in right. literature. I remember that little triangle structure that mm-hmm. they did for us on the board. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, Mary, do you want to narrate this? Shh. Sure. Or do you and want me to? I forget. Is there volume in this? No, we're gonna no, just narrate no it as um, if a blind person. Wait, but did you watch person. it with? Yes, with okay. volume. Yes. Okay. Many times. I, because that is very important to some notes that I've yeah, made. Yeah. Same. Uh, I just feel like you'd be a better narrator. But if okay. you want me to do it, I can. I can should try. We, should we also say, Julie and I? So we're gonna do this together. We're oh gonna yeah. Collaborate. 
Um, mm-hmm. And we have not talked about <laughs> any of it. No. So we m- may both have notes, but yeah. ultimately this is a, um, we're going to birth this child together. together out of our collective womb. Out of mm. our love for one another. Uh, I do have first reaction notes yeah, that I can great. do right after. Why don't I do the narration and you do your first reaction sure. notes and we spread the wealth. And Nate, you don't spoil this. I'll just go uh, get a snack. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You take a break. So this is the end okay. of uh, Clerks. If you haven't so, caught on to what you're doing, bye. So uh, oh. title card, Denouement. Uh, two guys in a convenience store are mopping, cleaning, um, they walk over uh, towards the exit and they're kind of just like awkwardly like, uh, man, wrapping up, time to go, end of the day. Um, they're very casually talking about in this moment how he's got to go see some chick named Kate in the hospital and then he's going to try to call Veronica and his friend is kind of leaning against a, a drink machine and uh getting ready to go, putting on his jean jacket, which looks very 90s to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting a strong 90s vibe. It's like, I think in this moment, he's like, man, I can talk to Veronica if you want me to. So obviously the guy in the sweater, his friend, has something with Veronica. Um, in general, this is just a very, very awkward conversation, <laughs> which makes it seem like neither of them really knows how to... Oh, no, okay, now he's wiggling out of the door. <laughs> he, that came so quick, I almost missed it. He wiggled out of the door, and now he's throwing a white shirt at his friend. It's like the closed sign, right? He oh, said, you're closed, shirt. and he threw the banner. I thought he said, you're closed. Good attention to detail. I thought he said, you're closed. I thought he said, you're clothes. It's a mystery. Okay. It's a mystery. So, (laughs) what? Okay. So, lovely work, Mary. Um, My initial takeaways were black and white, question mark. Nate loves this movie, question mark. Um, The soda is 70 cents. The the banner, like the menu. Oh, important for time. 70 cents for a soda. Although I just got a big gulp for 86 cents. So not much has changed. Um, newspaper headline reads world's fattest man weds tiniest woman. Oh, that's important. Yeah. Fucking weird. Um, and then I tried to take a stab at what the genre could be, which I guessed dark comedy, Mm -hmm. but like gets at the human experience in like a weird dark way. Yeah. Feels dark. Um, this final scene has a sense of resolve or like acceptance where they're just like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. We'll just keep working at this convenience store. Yeah. I don't get the sense from this clip that they've quit the convenience no, store. No, no. I get the sense that it'll repeat again mm-hmm. tomorrow. And to me, it also felt like the guy on the right was like the owner or at least the manager. And oh, the guy on the left was like his mm-hmm. like teenage or college age like clerk yeah because he has a goatee which signifies <laughs> power and age and his yeah. little friend had a backwards cap which signifies youth, youth and innocence yes and he's i thought he said you're closed throwing the closed banner to because like maybe hinting at a time when they forgot to take the banner down or People they put up a, a banner to signify sure, or hang place. it on the door. <laughs> what about a little sign that you like the? Why turning? would he say your clothes and throw because his clothes? I at don't him. know. We don't know what the movie's okay. about, Julie. Okay, we're already fighting. Or do you? <laughs> um. Yep, we are already fighting. Um, you guys have a, a much better chance at nailing the right 
stuff than most because we can argue and yeah, yeah there's two of you and you can talk through yeah, your shit exactly um the only other note i had was <clears throat> that the younger one um we should name them but the younger one was like i can go talk to her and i was like in what situation could your friend go talk to a woman for you yeah veronica uh because they're siblings yeah because they know each other in some way i don't know or because like they both I slept with veronica. her <laughs> Like, he's like, I'll do it. I'll talk to her. I'll go have sex with her one more time and talk to her about you. Though, why don't you guys? Why, why don't you ladies take a stab at naming them? Just agree okay. on two names. Okay. Youthful, youthful name. I think Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Mary loves it. I can tell. Great. You said youthful Rick. That's the most youthful name. Julie could think of, so it's Rick. <laughs> I didn't want to go obvious with like Billy. Fine, Billy. Rick no. or Billy? Can can goatee be Rick and Sure. Rick and Rick is older. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Rick and Billy. Don't look at my screen. I also have um one other note that mm-hmm. whatever's happening, they are it's about clerks or they are clerks. Yeah. Something's a clerk. So there's definitely a scene where there's like a weird interaction with a black customer. <laughs> I'm just going to call that. <laughs> Great. You can write that one since you feel so strongly about that. That's all I got. Uh, so Rick and Billy. Rick and Billy. And the um, newspaper. Keep the newspaper in mind. I know the newspaper so is so centered. It's so important. There's something about the shot composition of Kevin Smith. Yes, because um, it's in the foreground. The foreground. Sometimes we get guests on here who know like so many film terms, and I'm like, get out of here. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's a little. That's a little heavy. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's a little heavy-handed. Like a um, crossfade. Crossfade dolly shot. Well, look, up. let's well, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk plot, right? I mean, yeah. because <laughs> now we've got we've got Rick and Billy, mm-hmm. and uh, are are you in agreement that one is subordinate to the other? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Younger. And that they and that they work there. Yes. Yeah. Well, the older one, Rick, is the manager. Okay. Or he's owner. Manager. manager. I'm gonna say he's a manager. And Billy is like his little protege, mm-hmm. where he's like, "You gotta get out of this town." But like, Rick's like, you know, I feel like this movie's like Rick's coming to like the acceptance that he's gonna like own a convenience store, and that's his destiny, and it's okay. Yeah. He's chill with that. Um, one horse town or something. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, you said, okay, so you said you think Rick's come to terms with the fact that he's a manager? No. Or were you saying Billy's come to terms? No, Rick. Like, I was saying, like, big picture, it feels like that resolve felt like Rick was like, ah, fuck it, I'll just own this and, like, train you and be your friend and find joy in this, like, meaningless job. Do you you all want to take a stab at, uh, just to agree on a year that you think this is slash was made? And was it made the year that it's depicting sort of thing? Mm. I think... Good cue, good cue. It was made in the 90s, but depicts the 80s. I'll go with it. I think. I'm feeling supportive of you. I'll go with it. I think. That jean jacket. Yeah. No, maybe it's early 90s, but it was made in the late 90s. Sure. It's, it's kind of the same Late 80s, answer. early 90s. Okay. But it was made later, and it also, depicts an earlier time. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's definitely the only women... Um, you know the Bechtel test, mm. where it's like a woman in a story, if if they are just there to further the plot of a man, or if they're just like a symbol of love. Oh right. And it, this movie definitely does not pass the Bechtel test. No. Like, but we got Kate and Veronica. Like these women are only in it for like 
their love interests. Like they don't have a story. They're just like the love interests. Right. Yeah. So yeah, For I was sure. going to say, maybe that's a great way to segue since those are the two names that were actually mentioned mm-hmm. in that scene. Do you, do you want to talk about who they are? Like, even if they are just love interests or just to keep the plot going, like who are they in relation to these two guys? Yeah. I, okay. So Veronica is obviously a love interest. Whether right. She's for both. I think she, she's at least definitely a love interest for old Rick. Um, <laughs> we don't have to call him old Rick. I'm doing it in It helps for the people listening. You named him. You oh, named the young one they okay. first. Okay. And I was like. They know the real names. Yeah. Hey, maybe we should just name them both Rick. Old or Rick just and name young them, Rick. Just name them Goatee and Blondie, I guess. Goatee and No, Blondie. I love Billy and Rick. Billy and Rick. Um, right. But old Rick definitely loves Veronica. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Kate is a love interest. So I'm like. Who says he's going to visit Kate? Rick? Rick's like, I'm going to go try to visit Kate in the hospital. <laughs> Why do we think she's in the hospital? Some, is presumably it... some accident. Maybe Billy's his nephew. No, it doesn't oh. feel like, maybe. They don't no, seem they different like enough. Yeah, they feel like different enough uncomfortable age. enough. Like that banter that they have at the end, by mm-hmm. the way, is like why I get so uncomfortable watching dudes talk sometimes. <laughs> it feels so well written because they're just kind of like, yeah, man, um, got a lot of feelings I want to express to you right now, but instead I'm just going to say nothing at all. And I'm going to go, do you need anything else? And he's like, do the funny walk. Yeah. And then he's like, doop, boop, doop, boop. And, and this is not anything about the, it's interesting that you say that like well written instead of well acted because I did a deep dive on both those characters who, of course, when you love this movie, it's odd that neither of them have really done a whole lot. Like you, did Ooh, you recognize either of them? No, um, which Hell is no. weird because they mm-hmm. were in a huge classic, right? I mm-hmm. mean, according to the money and according mm-hmm. to what we know so far, um, they really weren't in a lot. Interesting. Other than this. And according to Mary and I's knowledge of this movie. <laughs> our extensive so knowledge. yeah, it's interesting to think about like that. Yeah. They were really uncomfortable or whatever. Um, but what do you, do you think that, but like in a good purpose. way, do you think like, oh, yeah. what yeah. do you think about their relationship in a good way? I, I know you mentioned like maybe one is the protege of the other, but what, got, dive into that a little more. What do you, what do you think about their relationship? Mm. Mary, do you want to take this? We could get like Terry Gross voice for this one. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know what to compare the tone of this to, except maybe like a mockumentary style thing where it's very like, mm-hmm. they're never like. There's never like a um, stereotypical like, man, I love you and you know what? Like we've been through this thing mm-hmm. together and I've made a lot of realizations about myself. It's all very surface level talk. And even if crazy things happen, yeah. it's, there's never, like I imagine the tone of this movie is a flat line. There's no spikes. Mm-hmm. Even if the action is spiking, mm-hmm. these two characters are like, yeah. So they don't talk about their feelings. I agree. Like you don't, it's like one of those, it feels very artistic in that way where you're watching a movie and you're like, what, you don't know you're at the movies and you're like, oh, I just watched a movie because it felt very flatline like that. It's like Mm. that play, if you know, Annie Baker's The Flick. Does Mm. anybody know that one? I know. It's three hours long and it's just movie theater workers and literally at parts in the play, they'll sweep popcorn for like 20 minutes. It's like aggressively slice of life. So Oof. that like Nate would hate that mundane is like yeah. the interesting part. Yeah, or you might like it if you could watch it on YouTube to fall asleep. That's an interesting. That's in, I, that's interesting. We the mon- say that again. 
the mundane, the mundane is, is the, the interesting part. Yeah. So much Slice of Hollywood of and theater is fixated on the dramatic mm-hmm. that it like subverts that. So okay. I think that's what this movie is. I think you're right. And this is part of why I'm confused is because Nate loves this movie. And it's not that you only watch like exciting things. I only watch but... John Woo films and like <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer films. No, but you like, <laughs> you like like crazy I'm a deus, stuff. never heard of it. <laughs> Sharknado you, only. Oh my gosh. One time we had movie night though and we watched Sharknado that. Sharknado only. <laughs> Dude, that movie's so good. It's pretty funny. I, I really that. like it. It's so bizarre. There's like nine of them. It's so bizarre. But you do like exciting things. Not that I you do. only do. I do. No, you're but right I was like, that. this right is so interesting because I've, I've, can't believe you like it a lot, right? I really like this movie. Um, okay, really, I have really. something to say about their relationship. Please. I think they're gay lovers. <laughs> no, I'm just oh kidding. my god! I think <laughs> I think that um, there's some life. Like I agree, the flat line. I think there's some sort of life lesson where, like, Rick doesn't know he has something to offer to Billy. Billy is like fuck this, I don't want to take the trash out. Because remember, it's like rated NC-17 for for language, basically only. Mm-hmm. Fuck this fucking cunt trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think, you know, Boom. the classic mm-hmm. rule in like scene work is like you have to show the listener or the audience why you can't get out of a situation. So there mm. has to be a reason that they have to be at this convenience store. Mm. Yeah. So that we can be with them and learn. Because Billy's got to be like, there's got to be a reason he has to work there. And then he, lear- he's, he, he figures out that he's learning a lesson, but he doesn't like know it, of yeah. course, because he's an idiot. Yeah. I mean, is Billy young enough to be in high school so that it's like a matter of like his parents made him get this, like he got into trouble? Yeah. He looks like a troublemaker in that jean jacket. Um, like Marty McFly. Like, <laughs> Marty McFly is not a troublemaker. Right? He's so oh, sure waspy. He is. Marty McFly, waspy. big time You think waspy guys can't be troublemakers? Marty McFly's out there making out with girls, riding skateboards, making hitching out with his mom. Hitching, yeah. yeah, making out Being with his mom. Being attracted to hitching his mom. Hitching to the back of Jeeps and like riding them around the and city. And like antagonizing Being the bully. Being in a band. Being late to school. Antagonizing the bully. Guys, calm He's down. a troublemaker. Michael J. Fox has Parkinson's. Well, not only is Cut he a troublemaker, a but what is, what is he? He's a slacker. Okay, that's what so Strickland Nate says. Really loves Back to the Future. Marty McFly. We, but also, waspy guys can be troublemakers in fact they right. typically are You're right i just showed Wait, what do, my <laughs> what, is a wasp, what is a waspy guy a white affluent Michael. suburban person oh the you mean like legitimate like the term wasp yeah okay i thought i thought that was like <laughs> a different like i don't think urban i got that acronym dictionary. right but that's basically what it means white affluent white yeah. average <clears throat> suburban person <laughs> he is very waspy in that sense i didn't know you meant like that i love i it. thought you had a different term oh no, no. like for some reason, I pictured it having to do with like his hair. Like, oh. He's a little, he's a little waspy. <laughs> he's a little wispy waspy. No, I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, right. but I'm now I'm curious hair. what it actually. White wanna... Anglo, <laughs> white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Oh my god! I but said I white, like white suburban. Person. No, you said white affluent suburban person, <laughs> which is so much better. Dude, Same I thing. am a wasp, and I didn't even realize that. Yeah, yeah you are. We're all wasps here, and you're a troublemaker. So there we go. Right. My Everyone's learning. Marty was one of <laughs> my first me. key influences. So he's so cool. He's a okay. Slacker. So why do they work together? I think. Okay. Can I just say? Yeah. I think Billy's forced to be there by his parents. Okay. Uh, like the first day he comes in, he's like, like failing classes. Yeah, and he's he, dropped out of college. Sure. Or something. Drop out. Yeah, drop out. So he's you like, have him as school aged. 
Yeah. I, at college. college or, age. Yeah. And I think he moved home after college. Mm-hmm. Couldn't cut it. And his parents were like, well, if you're going to live here, you're going to work. He has no choices. Mm. No choice. Deadbeat. That do you like- think, do you think we know anybody else in this movie? Aside from like side characters of note, other than these two characters plus mm. Kate and Veronica, is there another key player? Like you mentioned his parents, mm. um, I think there's anyone else, or is this just like a, a, a tight group? I feel like we learned that from dialogue. Like, I feel like this whole movie takes place in this store. Yep, I agree. Like a play. I agree. And that's why I had such mixed reviews. I think there might be one more black customer. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. No. It's not always gay and black. Okay? <laughs> or wa- I'll try to. I'll try to set you up for that one, Julie, if you really want to get that scene out. Um, no, sorry. What you you think? There's really one. What? I think there's one, maybe like dorky guy that works there, but he never gets to talk. And they're just like, "Go to the back, Frank." Like every time he's like, "Hey guys, are you, what are you talking you're about?" You're a little bit borrowing from Waiting right now. Am I? Well, you mentioned Waiting earlier. Did, but I've never seen. You never seen it. There's a guy like that in that movie. That's interesting. I feel like that's there's a, a guy who's never character. allowed to talk. They're yeah, like, like go he, away, man. he's like the one who makes like the deli sandwiches. And so they're like, yeah. get mm. like behind um, your counter. I was thinking Steve Buscemi in um, nice. Big Lebowski. Right. Shut up, Donnie. Right. You're out of your element, Donnie. You gotta, yeah. She's right. like, I did lift it from another movie, just not just waiting. The world <laughs> does not start and stop at your convenience, Donnie. Exactly. <laughs> convenience That's store. That's who I think is in this, but his name is Frank. <laughs> we got to do Big Lebowski, too. That's good. Let's just talk Somebody's about movies. This yeah. great. I know we get off track a lot. Uh, all right. right so, I do. I do. I do. You we've don't. got, we've got a lot of things. Track. I think this is all really interesting. Thank so you. That, so because of the fact that... So we're done? Bye? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> no, but because of the fact that you're kind of settled on this idea of, mm-hmm. like, this whole thing takes place in a convenience store. Um, there's not many other characters. It plays out like a play. There, there may be a life lesson in there somewhere, but mostly it's surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, Slice of life. I guess I'd love for you to take a... Sh- since, since you did say there's a, a love interest, mm-hmm. and just thinking about, like, the basic structures of plot, even inside of just a convenience store, maybe take a stab at a couple, maybe not even totally specific things that happen mm-hmm. in, yeah. but, but sort of like this, how, how it lays out beginning, yeah. beginning to end. I think that's a great segue. It's a really Mary? good segue. I forgot to say something. I think what? that the entirety of this movie takes place over one day. Oh, okay. oh shit. Okay. Sorry. I meant to. Okay, that actually plays into what I was going to bring up, which is I think I want to take a stab at some specificity. So I think the setup is that Billy's like a dropout. Mm -hmm. It's like first day of on the job because she said it's one day. So first day on the job. Uh, I think Kate is, is that the one in the hospital? Yeah, at the Mm -hmm. end. Okay, so what's the other one? Veronica? Veronica. Mm -hmm. I feel like Veronica comes every day and Rick's been trying to get with her. She's like a regular customer and Billy like fucks her in the freezer. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Fucks her in the freezer. Or something where there's like, uh, okay, that was a little graphic. Yeah. At at stores like that, are there freezers? Okay. Rewind. Veronica's like the childhood love interest of Rick. Okay. And Rick like tells her, tells Billy like Veronica comes at two every day to get her like pastrami loaf. Yeah. She's a nasty, so Billy, so girl. Billy backstabs Rick. Yeah, but not unknowingly. He just is like, "Here's a chick. She's yeah. hot. And I'm like, young and a college age kid, so yeah. I'm just gonna 
And he's like, you can't reason. have sex at work. And but he doesn't say like that's the love of my life. He's like he he they have like a fist fight in the store. Oh, but it's like I imagine it as not like a real kind of like brawl. It's like a no. bad fist fight. Yeah. Like neither of them like are good at clumsy. fist fighting. Mm-hmm. Like they keep throwing bags of potato chips at uh-huh. each other, and they're fighting for because they're like you said they don't say what they mean. Yeah, they're fighting. For like the wrong reason, like he, Rick doesn't tell him who Veronica is. He doesn't realize him. how important. Like, and maybe if he did realize how important Veronica was, he wouldn't have done it. Yeah, yeah, totally. But part would. of the problem is they just don't fucking communicate. Yeah, and yeah. he doesn't. Billy's an idiot. He's a dropout. Right. I mean, think about it. I love that. Thank I, you. I imagined him like, yeah, he talk. Oh, like he Veronica comes in, and then like there's a scene where like Rick is like standing counting money or something. And Billy just comes back. And there's like silence, and he's like, "I just fucked that chick in the freezer." (laughs) (laughs) And it's like earth shattering for Mm -hmm. Rick. Lots of silent anger. But it was just sort of like a cool thing for bro Billy to do. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then they look over, like camera pans over, and Veronica's just like picking out her pastrami loaf, I guess. And and she did it a little bit in spite because Rick won't like shit or get off the pot with her. Right. Okay. So that's why he's like, I got to go see Veronica. And Billy's like, you want me to go see? He's like messing with him. Right. How about that? Also, can, can you tell us the running time or like 90 minutes? So short, that fits yeah. right into our pocket. Yep. Please. I right think it's 91 actually. It's perfect. Fits right into my maxed out credit card. <laughs> I once read and I once read and I kind of agree like with very under very limited exceptions should a movie go beyond 90 minutes I agree. movies should just be 90 yeah. minutes if you can't tell a story in there like schindler's list couldn't have been 90 minutes i get that yeah some <sighs> movies have to be epics right but it, movies that just like um aren't epics but run like two hours it's like why because you got 30 minutes to cut out of there for sure, <laughs> for sure. i want to know for 100 sure uh, just to get a little specific like you asked like it's a wonderful life there's the um have you seen it you haven't? I'm thinking of the Holocaust movie now. Do you know you what it's about? Should I not say something in no. case we need to save this for... I would save it. That's save a big it. one. Well, Christmas. all I'll say is like there's the candy, like the store. Mm-hmm. and I Or like Willy Wonka where like you want to go in and like tr- look at everything and try everything. Mm. So I have a feeling the set of this movie is just like really delicious and specific. Yeah. Mm. Where like, you know, you want to try... Like he makes like a root beer float or something and you're like I want that so bad and I don't even like root beer floats mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. especially in black and white stuff like that really yeah. pops really pop it on. like in fact I think if Willy Wonka was in black and white it may have been better <laughs> I don't know and that's the moral of the, the story at least the Oompa Loompas wouldn't have looked like they had really bad tans they <laughs> right. could have at least fixed that yeah. problem but they might have looked like they were in blackface I'm on, I'm on a pretty serious hardcore run of black and white movies right now because wow. I did Schindler's List recently with Caroline, my wife. Sorry, you did it. Shout out, you. wife. We did it, and uh, we did it. <laughs> we did it during Schindler's, Schindler's List. Then Clerks, and we saw. Why am I so turned on? We saw Jake Gyllenhaal play recently, and we went home. Don't and, tell me about it. I won't. We watched. We were inspired by it, so we we wanted to watch a Jake Gyllenhaal movie we hadn't seen yet, and we watched one called The Enemy. Mm. And I think some of it was in he's black and so white. He's so good, Mary. Bro, do you want to see us play together? Yep. It closes up. The end of he the just did an Instagram today. Who's like, who's gonna come to the last two weeks? He's like walking down the streets of Manhattan oh my gosh, with his I AirPods in. He's like, who wants to come see us? Last two weeks, uh, we saw him. It was so Mary, did you know that he's like good. an incredible live actor? Really? Like 
phenomenal. I, think he, I saw him in a musical. He was better than anyone else in the show. He's 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 like surreally he started, talented. Like he started with Donnie Darko, but like he's an actor. In fact, we had a long discussion about it's crazy why he's, so he's not like a super A lister because his chops are better than everybody in the business. Like he's the best. But he of gets, our time. He's been in like aside from like Donnie Darko and Brokeback. He like. He hasn't been in the, any like blockbusters, like big, big yeah. block. He but hasn't he's been also cast been correctly, doing a lot of, and he does a lot of independent stuff. Yeah, he does he's a lot been of doing a lot of stuff. stage. He does passion projects. Right. He doesn't care about. But the, he's like constantly voted on as like one of the best looking people in Hollywood, one of the most <sighs> talented. But it's like he he hasn't got his franchise. He hasn't got his like. Mary a, immediately Academy said Award. no when I asked her to go to his play. It's, I thought it's, it was called Sea Life. It is called Sea Wall Alive. Sea Wall Alive. I thought it was Blackfish Live. Okay, I don't want to talk about that because I. <laughs> Anyway, that, because of a lot of reasons, but also because I want to see it. And I don't he's want to been spoil in a black it. and white movie. Uh, so black and white movies have a place, and, and and I think they're really good. I think there's like there's something special about no color. No color. I agree. In the I agree. I don't know why this one is in black and white, but I, I appreciate that it was. Maybe it's because he didn't have the money to edit it in color. <laughs> I think it has something to do with that, but out of necessity, if you want to make it an artistic choice, I think it has to do with the fact that everything is so bland. Yeah. Mm, interesting. True. It's yeah. like there's no color in this universe. Right. Right. For yeah. Them. All right. So let's talk. Let's talk one thing real quick because I've been. Have you guys ever read um, that one book? <laughs> save mm-hmm. Save the Cat. No. Um, it's a screenwriting book that basically is really good, but it outlines certain points that like come in Hollywood movies like mm-hmm. structurally. And I just had a few of those that like, for instance, like within the first. I don't know, 10 pages or so, there's a, a catalyst. It's also with literature, right? So what what do you all think the catalyst of this story is? And then what do you think the, um, I don't know, uh, what would you, what, what do you call the the thing that's like, the, like the conflict rises to a boiling point? Climax. The climax. I couldn't yeah. think of the word. Wow. The, epi- the epoch. So like the, yeah. So like, like the catalyst for this whole event, because you have the setting and everything mm-hmm. and the characters, and then the climax that is obviously like a directly linked to that catalyst and mm-hmm. then and then kind of how that plays out like if you had to look at it in those terms how would, what would you think do you think it's a love interest thing only driving it or is there anything else that might happen and they're just like a part of the story but not the main part of the story that's what i'm wondering i feel like kate comes into play somehow right yeah. She has to. She's in the hospital at the end. Is she so in the I hospital think, the whole time, or is did she get put in the hospital in the movie? I think she got put in the hospital <clears throat> in the movie. And I think... I don't know. Something I've, happens in the store. She slips. She well, slips. She... Pull the mic in front of your face. Oh, <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> like Was she sidebarring she, it? She, yes. she, she, she... I want the listeners to hear Mary's thoughts. They're good. They're good thoughts. You're such a thinker. You're such a smart (laughs) thinker. You can hear me thinking. Girl. (laughs) Girl, you're a smart thinker. You got a brain on you. <laughs> got a okay. thick brain. Ugh. Do we she think slips? Veronica well, fucking is at the climax? Well, the f- I think the is fist that? fight is big. The fist Because I think they like, like you said, it's really sloppy and awkward and like one of them gets like bloodied and yeah. it's like, they're like, dude, first day of work. Um, I do think that maybe something ties to the newspaper because where when we are left with the movie, you're always like, okay, where are they going to go next? Mm. Um, and he's like, I'm going to go visit her tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's the tiniest woman in the world. 
and she married the fattest. No, I'm kidding. But like, <laughs> I feel like there's something to her being the last thing we think about. To Kate being the last thing we think about. Uh-huh. Like, I think Veronica's like a love interest. I don't think they're connected. Yeah. But that this also brings up another uh, plot point somewhere that we have to situate, which is Rick obviously feels like there's something between him and Veronica, some conversation where he's like, I need to go call her. Like, is it a fight mm-hmm. with her too? Not a, not a physical fight, but like, a, how could you, Veronica? And she's like, I didn't even know you liked me. Yeah, and is that why Billy's like, I could go talk to her? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He's like, I could go clear the I just Because I just fucked her, so I could, <gasps> obviously I could go okay. talk to her. Here, things are becoming beautiful. I'm beautiful-minding right now. Here we now. go. Patchwork. You're off the, the mic, beautiful-minding. Yep. <laughs> Turn it towards you. <laughs> I can't. It keeps slipping away. Just gotta, but you can pull it like this, like Mark Maron. You were just... <laughs> okay, Mark Maron. Here we go. <laughs> you went fully over Do you like it head. when like those... Uh, <laughs> What is a Will Sasso and those guys were Will? He's always like, oh, and come up on the mic a little bit. Yeah, well, I used to be really nervous to like if our guests or my co-host won't get on the mic. <laughs> I'm on the wrong side. I used to get really nervous to tell them, but like Joe Rogan does it. Yeah. What does Sasso say? One time he's like, he's like, uh, and Brian, come up on the mic a little bit, and Chris, you can actually back off the mic a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I have to back off when I laugh. Anyway, oh, Mary, you, I feel like you just had the night, nice, tidy little bow. Yeah. I think I lost it. Oh, fuck. Oh, no, okay. So he's okay. got to go talk I to think, Veronica. I think the catalyst for the movie. Here's the catalyst okay. for the movie. Okay. Go. That newspaper, they make the delivery of that newspaper that says, biggest man in the world weds tiniest mm-hmm. woman. Who makes the delivery? The clerks. The delivery like, man. Bill- the, the, the newspaper guy comes into the newspaper store. newspaper guy okay. drops that story. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, like yeah. the opening shot. Rick. Love it. Rick is reading it, and Rick is like... Like, he has been thinking about Veronica for years, Mm -hmm. but he's reading this story, and it's, like, all about love, and he's like, you know what, man? Today, when Veronica comes in the store, I'm going to tell her just how I feel, but it's so blasé, and and Billy's like, okay. Yeah. And that's the entire interaction. Not really listening. So that's the catalyst. The climax, or, like, the leading up to it is, like, he tells Veronica how he feels. Right. And Veronica's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) And and like walks out or whatever. And then Billy fucks her. And then they have a fight. Mm -hmm. And that's us. Is that how you respond to any man who's told you they have feelings for you? Yeah. Okay. 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 God, you actually do seem like you'd be a nightmare to like have a crush on. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Absolute nightmare. Uh, Nate and I are actively trying to marry Mary to our brother. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It's okay. John doesn't listen to spoiler. Well, yeah. (laughs) Oh shoot, he'll probably listen to yours. He will because I'm gonna yeah because I'm gonna pop off. Fox is out of the crate. (laughs) I'm gonna pop off and get this thing all over my social. Fox All right. Well, here's a good question. <laughs> I see. I like what you got. I like what you love it. Both are doing here. I, I, Thank so, you. Since you got that, like, um, that little warning from about uh, bad language mm-hmm. and vulgar, mm-hmm. I want you both to take a stab at um, what is the most vulgar line. Okay. And then what is the most vulgar thing to happen? Great. I already got mine. Okay. Go. Okay. Mine. I'm gonna take this opportunity to. Explain the black character. Oh, oh, perfect. So yeah, we're all, we've all been waiting. One of the one of the like daily tasks is like getting milk delivery or something, right? Mm. And the milk delivery man is like a, a jolly like old black man, mm-hmm. 
and kind of classic. Yeah, and he's like a little absent-minded and like puts the milk like he always puts it in the freezer mm-hmm. and they're like fucking Clarence or whatever that's racist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the only people I know named Clarence are old white guys. Yeah. Anyway, um and Mixed. they they <laughs> complain about him. What'd you say? Mixed. They complain about him <laughs> while he's fumbling and like messing up the milk and they call him the n-word like under oh, their breath to nice. each other yeah yeah and you're like whoa he's like a nice they drop a hard man. they drop a hard r. hard r right 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 mm-hmm. but it's like kind of mumbly to each other right, and you're right. like good lord right wow, yeah in c17 i think it would have to be something like that right <laughs> no because there's a lot of rated r movies that have hard r's american history x is one great example and then oh. my, and then the most vulgar moment is something with like um, she like requests something really weird while they're like doing it. Oh, sexual. Back. Oh, like yeah. where where like Billy is. Yeah, and Billy's something like off taken off guard because he's like <clears throat> basically a related. virgin. Yeah. She's like, I want you to stick a stick a butter in my labia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and saying labia is such a turn on. Or like wow. in my dad. <laughs> or like in <laughs> my dad wrote a porno. In my dad wrote a porno. He always writes like sh- he grabbed her by the cervix, and they're like, "That's not something you can grab." <laughs> Biopsy her. <laughs> anyway, something like that where grabbed Billy's like, Billy's like, "Wait, what do you want me to do?" That's and funny. like, he's basically a virgin because he's like oh, so yeah. young, and he's like really alarmed by something she wants. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah and, and the viewers are too. The viewers are like, "Damn, Veronica. how could we not be in 1964?" Just kidding. It's not what uh, it came out. Uh, <laughs> okay, Mary. <laughs> I think Mary tried to out vulgar that. Yeah, oh, believe they believe me, she can. can. She just talked about butter in the labia. Butter in the labia. <laughs> Why would you put? I would be more around, anyways. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. I think the vulgarity is peppered throughout, but I think the most <laughs> vulgar moment is like right when there's a scene or moment right when Rick says confesses his love for Veronica uh, to uh, Billy that he's like okay. And then there's like a long pause, and then Billy's like, "So does that mean you wanna, you wanna put your nose in her uh, cervix and wheel it around until, until she screams, Daddy, Daddy?" <laughs> and, and then, and then Rick responds with something equally as nonsensical but grotesque, and he's like, "Yeah, well, I they- wanna." Take the tip yo, of the penis yo, and, and yo. put it into the crease between her upper thigh and her. Uh, corn muffin, and then you just go back and forth, <laughs> and it's like they're talking about a car. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they just go back and forth with weird sex stuff for what feels like hours, and they think they're being like real hot yeah. shots. Yeah, and then Billy's like, "Does that mean you also want to take your spunk and uh, wet her whistle with it and take your spunk? Blow it, yeah, blow it. monkey spunk, monkey spunk, and okay, blow it like a train." I would like you to whistle. stop giving yeah. us examples of okay. Dude, your your vulgar examples and your the way that you say them is like the least sexual thing I can imagine. <laughs> it was it was nearly clinical. It's it. It, it's <laughs> clinical, it. but it's also like it's also horrible and like it's stuff Thank I you. don't really want to hear. Thank you. But it's also not sexual. Thank you. I love That's it. That's my brand. <laughs> truly, yeah, truly. Phenomenal. Well, that was good. Great. That was so bravo, do you have bravo. the... Wait, what was the other question? Oh, the worst it was what's, language. What actually happened. But that 
Oh, that was kind of both. Got it. You kind of got Great. both. Yeah. I, I salute you. I meant that as a compliment, person. by the way. That they was... start using objects, too, like around them, like uh, bottles and zucchinis. Yeah, okay. yeah. Orifice filling. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Orifice. I think we've climaxed. Well, <laughs> I, I certainly have. Who the fuck is Kate? <laughs> the She's in the hospital. Oh, yeah. fuck. You never got that. I don't care. I could just tell you. Well, like... Mary, do you think? No, I don't have an idea. I think Kate. Okay, let's let's shoot from the hip here. Kate, Kate is is actually in love with Rick. She keeps coming through, and she she doesn't notice. She comes through after the fight, and they've spilled something, and she slips in it and hits her head and is in the hospital. No. (laughs) And as she's being wheeled out, (laughs) she. How about she's same same story? She's hurt. But Billy is filling in for her because she's her. That's why he gets the job. That's a good idea. It could be like his sister even. Perfect. Love that. It's perfect. You guys know you got two heads are better than one. So many things like right on track. Yeah. Really? Like so many. Wait, can we start with you explaining the clip the right way? We don't need to watch it, but can you just like. Yeah. Because then I think you can explain the movie. It'll contextualize the characters. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> it's not Rick and Billy. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn. Uh, it, the the goateed guy is Dante, <laughs> and the young buck is Randall. Oh, my God. So you were close with Rick, actually, when Dante. you first did that. Randall you first had Rick as the Dante? blonde guy. It's Randall and Dante. And, the uh, only Dantes I've ever known have been black. Dante, so. Dante works in that grocery store. It's like it's basically like a mart, like a gas station. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that has some food items too. And then immediately next door, owned by the same owners, is a movie rental place, like VHS rentals. <laughs> and that's where Randall works, but they're oh. connected. So they both kind of work together, but oh. they're in adjoining Adjoining units. stores. But Randall is fucking always over. He locks the movie store uh-huh. and just comes over to hang with Dante. Cool. Right. Um, so like a Taco Bell, KFC. Can yeah, make, like, but it's like okay. So first of all, it's in <laughs> it's it's in '94. It was made in '94, and it's about the '90s. Mary, um, yes. spot on with your jean jacket. And it's a sleepy <laughs> town in New Jersey, and so they don't get a ton of customers. And and so Randall especially doesn't give a fuck about his job. Mm-hmm. So he's always just hanging with. And they're friends. They're buddies. They're not like one's not older than the other. They went to high school together. <gasps> he looks so much older. Um, so are they like college age? Or like young yeah, adults? I think I think they're twenty one. Okay. I think they talk about that in the movie. Uh, and I th- and what's one of the things that uh, Dante? We'll get to this, but Dante kind of laments is that they're both working shitty jobs instead of having gone to college mm. and everything like that. Um, fun fact: the director actually worked in that mart when they filmed it, and they had to shoot the whole thing at night. Cool. Um, so, all right. So this wait. This all does ties he say close or close? So okay. So this ties it here. He <laughs> says closed because at the beginning of the movie. I knew it. Dante wakes up and gets a phone call, and it's his boss. And he says, you have to come cover the store today. I'm out of town. I'm sick. And he's like, what the? And he's like a big complainer. He's like, man, well, you know, no, no, no. So he has to go in and work. He's not supposed to work that day. When he gets there, the shutters, like the metal shutters, don't open. They're like stuck. So he just wants people to know they're open. So he takes a bed sheet and says, yes, we're open <laughs> on the bed sheet. And it's hanging the whole time out there. The reason he did that is because they had to shoot it at night. So they had to have the shutters closed. 
and they had to have a reason for it. Oh, that's cool. Because they actually had to shoot it at I night. I love it. So, so that whole thing that is, and so is improv. Everyone who comes into the store is like, hey, are you, you guys open? It happens the whole movie long. Like, are you open? Oh, it's a joke. Are you open? Okay. It's like a running gag. I love it. So wow. at the end, at the end so they, had just, they had just kind of come to fisticuffs. It wasn't a fight, but or it was a fight, but it wasn't a physical fight. Um, essentially, Dante has this complex where he thinks that like he's a victim of everything. Mm-hmm. He's like, God, I have to come to work today, That's and annoying. everything's going wrong, and this is annoying. And Randall plays like the polar opposite of that. Who's a guy who's totally accepted his fate as a clerk. Ooh, who's like, fuck it, cool. dude, you got to stop blaming everything. This, who cares about these customers? Like he has a famous line in it: "This job would be great if it weren't for the fucking customers." He doesn't care. <laughs> he spits in a guy's face in the show. One guy comes in and he's like, "Oh, cute cat. What's his name?" And Randall goes, "Annoying customer," and the, like people hate him. Like he just doesn't give a shit about anyone. Wow. So he's sort of like the inner voice for Dante. Is Dante's and okay, so cool. Veronica is his current girlfriend. Um, and which one? Dante's. 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 Yeah, Randall's single. And um, it, you're you're correct in the fact that this is one day as clerks. <sighs> yes, um, Mary. <clears throat> and Veronica's in and out. She's in the very beginning where they discuss some stuff, and she actually comes forward to Dante that actually they were just chit chatting about how many lovers have you had? You know how many lovers you had anyway? And she was she added it up and she said it was thirty seven. <laughs> she had she had sucked thirty seven guys' dicks. <gasps> And then he gets really like upset about that and he can't believe it. And she leaves. So then he's lamenting that too. And he's like, oh my God, God. The other thing you nailed was a newspaper thing about reading the newspaper because that that newspaper had nothing to do with it. But toward the beginning, after Veronica leaves, <laughs> Dante reads in the paper that one of his ex-girlfriends is getting married. It's an announcement. <gasps> and it really bugs oh, them because no. it's an announcement that she's getting married to this yeah. uh, Asian design major. And so it's like a couple <laughs> things happening at once. It was like, what about college? What yeah, about my ex-girlfriend? Yeah, yeah. What about my life? What am I doing here? Why am I even here? He keeps saying, like, I'm not supposed to be at work today. Um, and Ooh, the whole time he's lamenting cool. these things, Randall's like, get a life, dude. Who cares? Like, we're clerks. Like, whatever. Um, like, you're here. Just work. But the newspaper was a trigger. It's like the trigger for the whole thing. So yes. he actually calls the paper Mary and asks, bump. like, is it a misprint? Oh. Um, he's That's all cool. hung up on it the whole uh-huh. time. Um what ends up happening is over the course of the film, there's a few other things I'll explain, but essentially at toward the end of the movie, Caitlin comes back. Or Caitlin's the one getting married. Mm-hmm. So Caitlin comes back into the store and she's like, I rushed back to see you because Aww. I knew you would have been upset by that announcement. Aww. She's like, the truth is I'm not getting married to that guy. He insisted on me wearing a ring. My mom was all hot and bothered by it. So she put it in the paper. I'm about to tell him that I'm not marrying him. And he's like, really? So do you want to go out on a date? And they like kind of like seemingly get together. And he's like, cool, I'm going to go home and change. Well, earlier in the film, this old man had come in and asked him, can I use your bathroom to take a shit? And he's like, well, no, it's for employees only. <laughs> He's like, please, can I take a shit? He's like, all right, fine, take it. And then he's like, can I use this toilet paper? There's bad toilet paper in here, so can I use some of the stuff that's on sale? Because it's softer. And Dante is just this guy who keeps rolling over for people. So he's like, yeah, fine, use the toilet paper. Old man comes back and he's like, can I actually use a magazine to read? And he's like, yeah, take a magazine. He's like, no, give me one of those. And it was a porno. He's like, you want a nudie mag? He's like, yeah, sure. He's like, so he gives him a porno. This is like 30 minutes before. And, and and you never hear from the guy again. So when Dante goes home to change his clothes for the date, 
She goes in the bathroom. She goes to the bathroom where they had already explained, they explained the lights didn't work back there. And she comes out and Dante's standing there. She's like, how'd you get out here so quick? And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, oh, and Randall's like, what are you talking about? She's like, Dante just blew my mind. Like, I've never seen him that hard. And he just laid there. He just laid there. And I could do anything I wanted. And da-da-da-da-da. And I came three times. Da-da-da-da-da. No. She, that guy, the old man died masturbating to the porno. And so he kept his boner. What? (laughs) And she had sex with a dead guy. And so she goes to the hospital because she's in catatonic shock. Okay, because I, she just slept with a with with a dead guy. I, feel I literally like, had that in my notes. Yeah, I didn't read it. It's she, so funny because stuff like that. I love how specific that is. I'm like, no one right. would ever like guess that. Right, right, right. Ever. So let me think. Some other things you got right. <laughs> I've Made done in that. The 90s. I've done that. It's happened to me. Veronica was a love interest. Um, it it is all surface level talk. You mm-hmm. only get one moment when Randall. When Randall really shows the depths of their friendship, I guess. Um, and it's when Caitlin comes back and Randall does catch her right before Dante goes to change his clothes and they're sitting there chatting, I guess, mm-hmm. while Dante's gone. And one of the things he says is, you know, if you break if you break his heart again, I'll kill you. And then Damn. and then she said something and Randall said he was mine first. And it was kind of a sweet moment because Aww. through all the surface yeah. level talk, you can well, tell you, that they're actually friends. You could still sense, like even if it's surfacey, yeah. you can still sense. Right. He would just never say it directly to him. <clears throat> the mundane being the interesting part it was spot on. Um, the life lesson thing was really spot on, except it wasn't like Rick having having something to offer Billy. It was the other way around. Mm-hmm. Randall was really um, offering it to because there's a big there's a big kind of like spat at the end. Which funny you mentioned. It's not even a good fist fight. They're just throwing stuff at each other. There's a whole scene where Randall's like throwing candy bars at Dante and saying like, you know, get your head out of your ass. Everything's fine. (laughs) And if you don't like it here, just quit. There's a bunch of other jobs. There's also like, I guess, um, people who have written about this say that it's really just about work because it's a series of Mm work-related vignettes. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole conversation in the middle of it where they're arguing over which Star Wars was better. And they, (laughs) they take issues specifically with... The imp- or the end of Return of the Jedi when they blow up the Death Star for the second time because it was only half built. And one of the problems they have with it is there were there must have been a bunch of independent contractors on that Death Star, not just emperors. And so <laughs> wow. they killed a bunch of innocent people. And they have this whole discussion. Oh so there's a lot God. of work stuff within the work stuff, like right? Like water cooler talk? Yeah, yeah. Also, how time. bad do you want a candy bar when you watch the movie? It, a lot. Real bad. There's like blow pops. and <sighs> Everyone who comes in is buying something. And it's like, oh, yeah, yum. coffees and sodas and Gatorades and and like Jay and Silent Bob are always stealing and like eating donuts. There's a lot of good food stuff Ooh, in there. I called that. Um, so yeah, That's the big the question is, will Dante right. stay stagnant or will he kind of grow a pair and move on with his life? Meanwhile, Randall's kind of the inner voice. He is anti-establishment and he rejects the notion that we, what we do defines who we are. Um, hmm. So there's a really good scene I wanted That's to cool. show you. Can we I do that? Watch it. Yeah, of course. Um, well, there's really t- with sound. Yeah, with sound. Why not? Yeah, just go sure. one hey, one ear. Hey, hey, hey. Sue us, Kevin Smith. Please, we want to meet you. Yeah. So this you is a cut. Cool. This is a cut to um, to Randall's store, and like I said, he works in a movie store, and this is just this is just who Randall is. Clerks, uh, funniest scene. 
He does seem like such a good actor. Yeah, so that's, that's like exactly what I imagined. Right. It's yeah. just like ongoing lists of terrible things. Yeah, that you. That right. was like Mary's list earlier, where we were like, "Please go on, but also please stop." <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and so, so yeah, good. I mean, Randall's just oh. fantastic. Oh, oh, buzz, oh. buzz, buzz, Pizza. Oh, buzz, buzz, buzz. Randall's just fantastic because like everything he does is like what. When it says it's like a voice of the generation, mm-hmm. it's like yeah. uh, Julie. You should. I don't. I love it. Okay, so how old? Oh, you're 26. 26. I, I want to wrap this up by saying like. Do you have a do you have a real memory of the of the early to mid nineties? No, because I do. I do. And Ish. and I remember all Ask. the coolest kids and and no one in the audience is going to know who we're talking about. But the Bethels who lived across the street, Ben Bethel, the older, it was all combat boots, holes in your jeans, plaid mm-hmm. shirts, layers. Everyone was Randall. Like this is exactly who everyone wanted to be. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, when I was like a kind mid- of untouchable too. Yeah, I'm a grade schooler, middle schooler at that point, looking up to high schoolers. That's exactly that's who the coolest lot. high schooler was. Mm-hmm. Anti-establishment in the nineties. He spits in people's faces. He's funny as shit. He's he like orders really porn in front good. of kids. He does not care about you yeah. or anything. He's like really good at like specific video games. Right, right, right. So that is why this is kind of a voice. I love of the it. I can't wait to watch this. Hour and a half, and it's a freaking beauty, guys. Ugh. Wow, no this intermission. Is right up my alley. Um, yo, thanks for hosting. How we do? Did we do we okay? Did super we good. We as in the royal we? Yeah. Yourself? Well, we, no. We'll get back to you by email if you Usins. got this slot or not. Us and <laughs> But I really want to watch this one with you guys. Um, fantastic. Someone's Amazing. at the door. It's beautiful. Let's wrap yeah. it up, guys. Um, okay. Let's, uh, what's your guys' uh, sign? I'm a cancer. I have cancer. <laughs> <laughs> And that's our show. <laughs> Do you have a v- o- ovarian cancer? Wow. Hi, Spencer. Cancer. <laughs> Bye. What's up? Thanks for coming. Oh, my This podcast is produced by Rock Rising. Come follow us on Instagram, and if you want to hear more podcasts, visit rockrising.org. Thanks.